Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Saturday, 25th February, 2023. Our bit today is taken from Isaiah chapter 10, verse 1, which says, Woe unto them that decree unrighteous decrees, and that write grievousness or misfortune which they have prescribed. It's snowing, it's snowing on a lazy Saturday morning. Yes, friends, some of that white stuff is floating down from the heavens in my area. I wasn't expecting it, but there it is, some good old snow in the winter time. And again, this past week, I did not receive any quotes from our friend Anselm. Don't know what's wrong. Don't know if he's decided to stop aspiring to inspire us for to our tomorrows. The long and short of the story, though, is that I have to wing it on my own again. <laughs> so let's see what the Lord has to say to us on this first Saturday in Lent of 2023. Let me open the good library and see where it directs us. Soon come. Oh, mama, mama. The good library opened in the book of Isaiah to a section that's titled, Woe to the Abusers of Justice. And that's still a very good topic to talk about today because the abuse of justice and the abusers are so very prevalent in these evil and ungodly times. And what does Isaiah say on the subject? Eh? He declares, <laughs> Lord, eh, would you believe I spell declares wrong? <laughs> yes. Anyway, Isaiah declares, warn to them that decree unrighteous decrees and that right grievousness or misfortune which they have prescribed. And I don't need to tell or remind us that in this time of ours, there are so many unrighteous and grievous decrees being written, promulgated, and eventually made law that Isaiah would have laughed at the comparatively small amount in his day. And that's because almost every law that's written and passed nowadays is a selfish, greedy, and for the benefit of a handful of power brokers. And what's the consequences of that kind of lawmaking? Isaiah said it very clearly on the Lord's behalf. To turn aside or deprive the needy from judgment or justice. And to take away the right or what is right from the poor of my people. That widows may be their prayer. Sorry, their prey. And that they may rob the fatherless. And that comes from Isaiah 10 too. We couldn't have put it any better, my people. The poor widows and orphans are suffering terribly in these times of plenty because the rich and powerful are greedier than ever and enabling the system to give them more than they already have while making it ever so difficult for the rest of the people to rise up and live a decent life, a life like what Christ died for them to have. The wickedness in our society is ever so rampant that it's unbelievable. It's like Brother David describes it in Psalm 58, titled Unjust Judges. 
He says, do ye indeed speak righteousness, O congregation, or ye rulers that represent God? Do ye judge uprightly, O ye sons of men? Yea, in heart ye walk wickedness, ye weigh the violence of your hands in the earth. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they be born, speaking lies. They are poisonous like the poison of the serpent. They are like the deaf adder or cobra that stoppeth her ear, which will not hearken to the voice of charmers, charming never so wisely, even though they charm ever so skillfully. And that comes from Psalm 58, 1-5. Oh, my people, our world is in such an ungodly uproar with all the wickedness and evil that's being perpetrated each and every day in it. I don't believe we've ever seen the levels of hate, anger, violence, strife, greed, selfishness, and ungodliness that now permeates our world. And the sad aspect is that the entire world is caught up in that evil and negative scenario, not only a few nations. With all the new technology and quick means of travel and moving information, our world has indeed become more like a global village than a far-flung entity. That means information and people, both good and bad, can be moved around and across our world with ever-increasing speed with the good or bad news they bring. And that's exactly what's happening. The purveyors of evil are spreading their greedy tentacles far and wide in their ungodly desire to control the world. That's why there's so much simmering as well as unleashed tension all over the globe right now. Consequently, nobody is happy and everyone has oodles of complaints they consider legitimate. And in fact, many of them are. But here's an interesting question that Isaiah posed to the wicked way back when. He says, And what will he do in the day of visitation or punishment and in the desolation which shall come from far? To whom will he flee for help? And where will he leave your glory? And that's taken from Isaiah 10 verse 3. Ah, my fellow believers, that's a very interesting question. What will happen to evildoers when the Lord is ready to settle his accounts? Eh? But before we get to that, here's what Brother David asked the Lord to do to the wicked in Psalm 58. He says, break away their teeth, O God. In their mouth, break out the great teeth of the young lions, O Lord. Let them melt or flow away as waters which run continually. When he bendeth his bow to shoot his arrow, let them be as cut in small pieces. As a snail which melteth, let every one of them pass away like the untimely birth that's a stillborn child of a woman, that they may not see the sun. Before your pots can feel thorns that's burning thorns, he shall take them away 
as with a whirlwind, both living and in his wrath. That means as in his living and burning wrath. Whoa! And that comes from Psalm 58, 6 to 9. But David didn't make joke in asking the Lord to dispose of the wicked, both quickly and painfully. But here now is Isaiah's answer to the fate of the wicked as decreed by the Lord. He says, without me, they shall bow down under or among the prisoners, and they shall fall under or among the slain. For all this, his anger is not turned away, but his hand is still is stretched out in judgment still. And that comes from Isaiah 10, 4. Yes, friends, we bleat about how God is long-suffering, and he is. Otherwise, we would have been wiped off the face of the earth a long time ago. But nonetheless, he punishes for wrong behavior in his own way. And that time, the Lord allowed the Assyrians to dominate Israel for a number of years for their disobedience, greed, and injustice. So if he can allow his chosen people to feel his wrath, what's to prevent him from doing the same to us? Eh? Absolutely nothing. And believe me, if we keep on living the evil and ungodly way we are currently doing, sooner or later we'll, we'll indeed feel the wrath of God. Perhaps we're even feeling it now with all the global tragedy that's happening. But the Lord has promised to protect the righteous. That's why some or remnant of the Israelites survived their Syrian domination and returned to the fall of God. Isaiah says it, the remnant shall return, even the remnant of Jacob, unto the mighty God. And that comes from Isaiah 10, 21. Meanwhile, Brother David was somewhat more vociferous when he spoke about the rejoicing of the righteous. He writes, The righteous shall rejoice when he seeth the vengeance. He shall wash his feet in the blood of the wicked, so that a man shall say, Verily, there is a reward for the righteous. Verily, he is a God that judgeth in the earth. And that comes from Psalm 58, 10 to 11. And so it should be, and so it is really. The Lord protects the righteous, but punishes the evildoers. So please, please, my fellow saints, let us not be numbered amongst the latina that's amongst the evildoers. That's wisdom of eternal proportions. Much love. And the postscript for today says, to go against God's will is to feel his wrath. To do his will is to enjoy his blessings. And that's the gospel truth, my people. Jesus promised blessings for those who followed him, who heard his word and believed in him and followed him. But remember, the evildoers will be put down. So please, let's wake up and start enjoying the Lord's blessings by, start, by living for him. And we pray that in Jesus' mighty name this Saturday morning. Amen. 
Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.